Andrell's podcast, where the help comes from self and from community, where we engage in communication to better understand ourselves and the community at large. Join in on the conversation. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. Tis I, Andrell, and I am back with a new installation on the podcast this week. I am happy to be in this chair. I am glad to be able to have found my way into this space and into this moment to be able to share with you. Um, I've had a lot going on just in general, just in general of life, right? Um, trying to get back into the swing, into the routine of school and work and just everything in general. And it hasn't been as quick as I anticipated, but we're getting there. And I am looking forward to that routine. (laughs) Routine just sometimes allows for my mind to, I guess, shift off in certain arenas and maybe activate even more in areas that I want to be more invested in. And so I guess this is where my desire for routine is coming from. How are you doing? What's going on with you? How is fall treating you? Are you somewhere where it's nice and brisk and cold? Or are you somewhere like where I am, where the heat just will not let up? It has been in the solid 90s over here. And I mean... I'm from the North, we the North, and you know, I can do cold, but man, this heat is for real. And I think when you've reached the point where you are now complaining about the heat, you have fully assimilated, but nonetheless, it is fall and I'm looking forward to a bit more crisp weather. So anybody in the North, feel free to push it down our way. We will receive it with open arms over here. That is my talk for the weather. Don't you love the weather conversations? Um, But I'm going to dive into today's topic. And it's going to be a brief and may it may feel a bit cliched. But nonetheless, it's it's something I believe needs to be heard. And I think all of us can hear this message. Um, somewhat consistently in order for it to stay at the forefront of our mind. There are certain things I believe we know unconsciously. And, you know, when the topic is brought up, we're like, yeah, of course I know that. But are we truly believing in it or living in it, I should say, on a daily? So it's tucked away. It's that it's that vase that's collecting dust in the corner of your living room. It's gorgeous, but you don't really have much time to give it the attention it needs when it really should be in the center of the room. So you're wondering, what is this topic? Today's topic is be you. And I don't mean do you, I mean be you. Why? You're like, Drell, why? Being you means that you aren't busy trying to be someone else or something else. And when you are not trying to be 
someone else. It allows you to be who you are meant to be and to do and accomplish what only you can accomplish. Yeah, you're rolling your eyes. Roll them eyes. Roll them, okay? Because you've heard this. You know, you've heard the nobody can do you like you. Only you can be the best you. (laughs) You, you, you. And I wanted to start the week off with that message. You. And this is meant to counter the other messages that float around in your mind and around you when you're busy not being you. The messages that come out of comparison, the messages that come out of, you know, the contrasting we do on a day to day, the messages that want to have you believing that you isn't so special, that you isn't quite as unique as we want to believe. The message that says you are not enough. So today, I want to reiterate some truth that I'm certain or you've heard. I don't know if you've ever believed them. You may have heard them. You may have attributed them to other people as truth for them, maybe not for yourself. Or maybe you did and something's happened and your confidence has fallen by the wayside. And now you no longer esteem or value you. The biggest, biggest side effect that comes of not valuing you is that others around you will begin to engage in the same practice. That notion that people will treat you the way you allow them to treat you is very, very, very true. You start feeling like you are targeted and that everyone's out to get you. And this is so far from the truth. What it is, it's a case of you've given them permission because you yourself are treating yourself the same way. And so you deserve better and you need to be more visible so that people can appreciate the you that has made you who you are. I'm saying you a lot because I really want that to resonate with you. I want you to realize that you, and guys, by all mean, this is also for me, okay? A lot of times I be talking and I'm talking to myself. So, all right, I ain't casting, I ain't trying to say all y'all got issues and I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm saying the same thing for me, okay? But I want this message of you to start shifting and taking on a new connotation for you. That when you think of being you, something lights up. Something happens where if it doesn't happen, all of a sudden you feel like the world has lost something of huge value because the truth of the matter is 
it would if you could no longer be you we all would lose if you don't believe me ask someone in your corner ask someone around you what happens when you stop being you how does it impact them what do they feel like they've lost you'll probably be surprised so let's talk about being you what does it mean I have three, three ideas that I want to share with you for you to consider. And maybe one of them will apply, maybe all of them. But I want you to consider this as you be you intentionally. The first one is I want you to be true. Being true means that you release some of your inhibitions on what it is that you love, what it is that appeals to you, what what just kind of makes you quirky and and unique and lovely and beautiful. Last night I had dinner with some friends and my husband started to complain that I don't dance. And I don't dance. I dance in my head. Oh, when I'm in when I'm in the bathroom, I got the moves, baby. Okay, but <laughs> I ain't got the moves. I don't dance. And I remember there was a time when my husband would make that comment, it would get to me because you know, in this world, the woman tends to be the dancer and the man can't dance, right? The husband or the partner always takes a couple of lessons so they can impress the girl and they can have some moves on the floor. In my case, my husband makes me look good. People be like, yo, you can dance. No, he just knows how to help me make sure I pivot right on time. And he navigates. He takes charge on the dance floor. And I look good. So I appreciate and I love my husband for that. But I'm okay with not dancing. So last night as we were joking about it, I found myself just bantering right back and being like, sorry, kids. No, that ain't going to happen. You know, maybe, maybe I'll take a dance class and... But all of a sudden I realized I wasn't carrying this burden of need, feeling like I needed to be able to be a good dancer and that I was any less for not being a good dancer. And I tapped into a truth that I'm not. I'm not that. That's, that's not how I'm wired. And to say that I was going to invest energy and time and, and demoralizing myself for not doing it was truly not my best time not my best spent time and I felt released so in being true to yourself you give yourself this opportunity or the permission to be you and to celebrate it so while I may not be a dancer I'm a pretty damn good singer y'all I could sing Okay, I can't. Okay, I don't, I'm not going to say sang because that makes me think of Patti LaBelle and, you know, all them peoples. But I could sing. And I could own that. And that is true. Not just for me, because I know people around me who tell me it. It's true. And I can embrace that aspect and love it and celebrate it and share it. And I'm not any less of a person because I don't have the other gift. So when you consider being true, How can you honor your gift, the thing that was 
packaged in you so intentionally and with such care and not despise the gifts that you've seen in others, but celebrate their gift as well as your own. Because if everybody is being you, all those gifts are appreciated, no matter who's unwrapping it, no matter who's wielding the gift. We all enjoy the gift. So how can we ensure that we celebrate our gift in a true and genuine manner that allows us to celebrate our neighbors and celebrate our family and our friends with the gifts they have that you may not have? So let's be true as you be you. The next one, be free. I mentioned that being able to sit and talk about my not being able to dance and release it was so so freeing because I didn't have to hold up a pretense, didn't have to have the anxiety of not being put to the test. Because you know, in those settings, somebody would pull you up on, up on your feet and make you do some moves. And I already told them I couldn't do it, so don't make me do it. I was free. I was freed from this idea that I needed to fit a standard, achieve some some task or whatever it was. Being true allowed me to be free. And in being free, I continued to be me. I ain't trying to rhyme, but it's just happening, guys. So this idea of freedom is not just connected to not to taking on things that aren't yours, but it's very much connected to the beauty that we can find in us and our gifts and who we are. That freedom of being able to share the essence of our person and our gift with the world around us. Because again, guys, if I'm busy trying to be somebody else, if I'm trying to be Kim Kardashian, if I'm trying to be Beyonce, if I'm trying to be Oprah, then I ain't being me. And that is so not freeing because I can't, I can't do anybody else. And to try to do someone is really to shackle me because I would have to stop my instincts, stop, stop the things that I do naturally and try to do them differently in order to be something else. So in order to be you, not only do you need to be true, but be free so that your essence, your aura, your spirit, can be shared and revealed in a way that can impact and impress other people around you like no other way as when you are connected to your true self. The last thing, or not really, but believe. Believe is something that I know personally I struggle with in the sense that when you gather and you collect all the parts of you and you look at it and you ask yourself, is this enough for the dreams, the idea, the passions that I have? Is it enough? Is, is, is all the, of me, my history, the things I've gone through, the things I've learned, the skills I've acquired, the 
personality I have? Is it all enough for the things that I would like to see happen in my life? And what I've had to start telling myself or reminding myself is that while it may not look like much for me, it is exactly what is needed. And I needed to believe that what I have is enough. So I do this thing where when I come into this space, I have a moment of silence and I'm praying and I'm prayerful because believe it or not, I'm not coming in this room to just talk so you can hear me, but I'm coming in here so you can hear me. Whoever it is that listens, um, you know, my numbers aren't astronomical, but I want to know that even if it's one person that gets what they need, that they hear. And so today I came in and I was reminded of a Bible story, a woman who had a son and ran out of food in her home and had nothing left. And she meets up with the prophet, I believe Elisha. And she says to him, can you spare anything? Cause we are about to die. Me and my son have nothing left and we will die. He says to her, go in your home, bring out what you have. She goes in and she finds a jar with a little bit of oil left in there. He then sends her back in and he says, collect all the bottles you can and I want you to fill each bottle up. So this is where I'm making this this analogy. So when I look at all the pieces of me, I think I a lot of times see it as that little itty bitty amount of oil left in that bottle. Meanwhile, the prophet sees it and says, fill up all those jars and sell them so you could live. The woman proceeds to do that. And she, out of that little bottle, or little amount of oil left in her bottle, filled up numerous jars and bottles of oil and sold them and was able to feed herself and her son. And so the message is what appears to be not enough in a lot of circumstances before God is more than enough. So as I think of believing in what it is I have in front of me, I choose to believe that my creator didn't make me with insufficient capacity or capabilities and that I have more than enough. It may not look like much in my sight, But I am confident if I believe in who created me that I have enough and more than enough. If I don't believe in me, when I go and present a proposal or, you know, uh, pitch my, my services to anyone, if I don't believe in me, that person hearing me won't receive it. And this is where you basically teach people how to treat you and how to receive you because your belief in yourself is felt and can be and can be basically picked up on now i'm not talking about faking it faking it but there's this confidence in knowing that i am 
uniquely capable to accomplish a specific task. And I am enough. Am I ever going to get to that place where I believe that I am more than enough? I just want to believe that I am enough. And I know that I can accomplish what is before me. But if I don't believe it, there's no way I could be true, nor could I be free in order to be me. This, this whole idea of embracing you is entwined with this idea that you were uniquely created for a specific purpose. And if you can't connect with that idea, then it, it basically snuffs the goal, the purpose of your being. And we're never here for ourselves, but there is a greater, greater impact When a pebble falls into water, the ripple starts off in the center and then it gradually expands, meaning it it, it impacts a larger amount of the water that it fell into. So it fell into one specific area, but that ripple spread out and it, it has potential spreading out miles. That's just the power of one drop, one pebble dropping into this water. What do you think your impact is? And if it's tainted, if it is not uniquely you, then that impact is lost. Or or basically it's mutant and it's not it's not in its truest form. I want you to understand that I love meeting yous. I don't like meeting the pretends, you know, granted we all, you know, on our first impressions when we want to put our best foot out, you know, we, you know, our best foot forward, I should say, we definitely put a lot more effort. And I mean, granted is it is us, but it's not the true version of us. And I ain't saying leave your draws out and be a whole hot mess in terms of being true and whatnot. But it's this idea that we do put on this facade until we feel we can be safe with that person. I love meeting people and love meeting them in their truest form because one, I feel like I can learn so much from you because you're, you're free and you're true and you're able to share from a place of, of complete, not complete abandon, but just release. Whereas when you're trying to be, you are reserved and trying to consider what should be given versus what you have to give. And I want to suggest to you, you have so much to give. And we are ready to see you. We are ready to see you, to embrace you, and to receive you and your gifts. So, Last last thing I want to leave you with is, and I'm sure you may have heard this statement, it's the whole idea of beautiful, beautiful, I'm saying it again one more time, beautiful, and I've heard people respond to beautiful, and I've added 
be you too full. If you can be you too full in overflow, that you that is overflowing because it is beautiful is, is overflowing into other people's lives around you. And you are plentiful and you have to give because you are freely just replenishing what is growing naturally within you. And because it is overflowing, that is spilling onto others around you, giving them permission as well to consider and to explore their beautiful. Isn't it powerful when you think of that chain reaction that can happen? We are individuals living in a world full of people and we impact from the person on the subway, the person we pass down the street, you don't know how maybe your smile, your in it comment, your simple interaction, you don't know how being you and being you too full can start filling up someone else's cup and keep your cup full because remember your cup is overflowing Listen, guys, you know, something about being you, something about it. And I, I really can't emphasize enough how much we need you for your mark and the impression you're meant to leave in our lives. I hope that as I share this message, I be intentional in being myself and transparent in how I share so that I can overflow into anybody, anybody's life that I meant to touch. So that's my word. Be you. Cause you are beautiful <laughs> guys. That's my podcast of the week. That's my word of the day. Be you. It's plenty. It's more than enough. And it's exactly who the, who we need and who the world needs. So have a great week. I'll see you next week or I'll hear y'all next week and love you guys.